Well, good morning and welcome to Thursday's uh, Devotion with Coffee with James, a time where you can sit, a time where you can reflect, and maybe it's even a time where you want to go for a walk, where we get to open up. I've got my flat white here, and I, I love drinking coffee, and it's one of the things I do first thing in the morning, but it's wonderful for us as well to open up God's Word. Um, sorry for those who are ready at 8 o'clock, I have already tried to record this. I'm trying to do this live, and for some reason it didn't record, so this is take two. Um, so you're lucky, you're going to hopefully this is going to be even sharper. Um, so let's open up God's Word today from the book of Philippians. We're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 12, uh, verses, sorry, Philippians chapter 1. There isn't 12 chapters in Philippians, sorry, if you want to turn to the end of that book. But we're going to look at Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. But I want to ask the question first up is, what do you get frustrated at? There are things that can frustrate us. We get frustrated when, when it doesn't serve us. So here's an example. Maybe you're frustrated right now at the moment because you're homeschooling, you like a clean house, and you're not able to clean the house, you're not catching up on the washing, you're having troubles with work, and you're getting frustrated because those things are things that you enjoy doing. They're things that give meaning. Or maybe, I wonder how you're frustrated right now. You know, coming out of lockdown last year, you've come into this year with your business and it's going well and you were hoping at the end of this year you were going to employ two more people. And this lockdown is frustrating you because you're anticipating this to happen, but now you cannot do that. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're frustrated because you're planning to have your mortgage paid off this year. And it hasn't been able to happen. What do we get frustrated at? Oh, we, we get frustrated at the things that we are concerned about in our little world. If we have these purposes that we want to serve, our goals, our aspirations, what is your aspiration? Because what you aspire to, if those things get put off, we get frustrated and annoyed. So I want to flip that question this morning, and I want to give us a bigger picture. I want to take us out of our little world and put us into the big picture. And I want to ask the question is, how is what you're going through right now going to serve the gospel? How is it going to serve the gospel? I'm going to read from Paul. Paul writes, he says, Now I want you to know, brothers, in verse 12, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. What's happened to Paul? He's in chains, all right? Now, if you're a church planner, if the gospel is, you know, this church has been around for about 10 years now. You know, to hear that Paul's in chains, you would think, hang on, hang on, that's going to frustrate. Isn't that going to prevent? Isn't that going to stop? Now, it would to us in, in a human sense, but it hasn't. See, his chains hasn't prevented him, hasn't prevented the advancement of the gospel. Actually, as a result, because of what Paul's going through, it's very clear through the whole palace garden, and that's about 9,000 possible men, the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to reclaim the gospel without fear. Wow. Now there's two things I want to share here. Paul sees two things about what he's going through. The moment he's in, in chains, he's, he's going to show to us what's important to him. He's going to show how this has changed the outlook. The first one is, it's actually served to advance the gospel. The whole palace guard is known. Now you think, but hang on, how would 9,000 people have personally interacted with Paul? 
Well, they don't have to have interacted with Paul because their palace guard, they'd come and they'd, they'd sit there and they'd be chained to Paul and that they would obviously talk. And then the next shift, someone else would come along. And obviously, Paul, as he talks to Joe Blow next to him, he talks to him. He doesn't talk about, woe is me, the solicitors he's going to get or worrying about everything that's going on around him. But he's, he talks to the bloke and says, I know Jesus. I'm in here for Jesus. Let me tell you about the God-man through, through his life, death, and resurrection and ascension. You can be made right with God. Now, let me tell you about the Lord. See, Caesar isn't Lord, but Jesus is. And so that guard, he, he would come off shift and he'd go and tell another, guess who I got to be chained to today? I got chained to this bloke called Paul, who who says Caesar isn't a God and Caesar isn't Lord, but Jesus Christ is. And before long, the whole palace guard and everyone else knows that this man is in, in chains for Jesus. And he's seen that it's actually served to advance the gospel. How is what you're going through serving the gospel? Secondly, here's another thing that Paul sees of how it's served to advance the gospel. It's actually encouraged the church at Philippi. Now, as Christians, when you hear about things, you know, even as you, maybe as you hear about COVID lockdown, now that we're, we're, most of us are in that, but as you hear about that, what do you think? Well, see, it would have been easy for the church to feel, I think, oh no, what's going to happen? But actually, what's happened with Paul being in chains and hearing about the palace guard, guess what's happened? It's, it's given the church at Philippi a boost. It's given them encouragement. It's, it's spurred them on for Jesus. Isn't it wonderful when you hear about things like that? As you hear, hear about missionaries or you hear about someone who's been through a very, would seem a frustrating time, and yet the gospel has advanced. It actually encourages us. It actually it makes you and me more courageous. And so Paul says, you know, yeah, this may look like a frustrating situation to, to one person, but he says, you know what? No, no, I've got a bigger picture and I can see how it's actually serving to advance the gospel. How is what we're going through right now going to serve the gospel? How do you view where we're at? What's frustrating you? Because what's frustrating you tells you what you're serving and, and what's got a lot of meaning. And Paul here, he is so shaped and moved by the Lord Jesus Christ that even though he's in chains, which looks tragic, he says, you know what, God's got a bigger plan and God is using this. It hasn't actually stopped the growth of the kingdom. It's actually advanced it. You know, you might be 75. You were actively serving in church and now you go to the doctors, the same doctor every two weeks. And you think, man, I'm not as active as I once was. How is this going to serve the advancement of the gospel? Every week you get to see the same doctor. You get to see the same staff. And you think, man, it's so frustrating. But is it actually? Like, it's a moment where you can engage with your doctor every second week and tell him about Jesus. We've met neighbours in the last couple of weeks during lockdown that we haven't met before because of COVID. I wonder what is happening in your world right now that's going to actually... If you, rather than asking, well, it's frustrated my mortgage plans, or rather it's frustrated my business, or rather it's frustrated my schooling for my kids, I wonder if we were to flip it on its head and go, I wonder how this is going to serve the gospel. And as we think that question, guess what it does? As you talk about that with our other friends and our brothers and sisters in Christ at Toon Gabby, it actually encourages them at the same time. Paul had great joy. Well, let me, let me pray for us. Um, that we will take our eyes off our little world 
put them on God and love others. And as we do that, we will go, wow, look at how God is using this moment. That in 50 years' time, we may look back and go, wow, I've actually seen how this lockdown and this moment has served the advancement of the gospel. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day. It's a bit cloudy outside. Um, the sun's uh, starting to pop through. And Lord, as we sit and read your word, Father, we want to be a church that takes it. We don't want to be men and women, boys and girls who, who are just consumed by our little individual world. But Lord, get our eyes off us and Lord, get them fixed on Jesus so that we can consider what we're going through. How is this going to serve the advancement of the gospel? Father, help us to see that, we pray. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's Thursday morning, so there'll be no devotion until Tuesday. So I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday morning next week.